Welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Haller, and with, of course, my partner and co-founder of Proudmouth, Kirk Lode. Now, today, we are talking about a method that advisors can use with their marketing teams to share their expertise more often, but without having to constantly create new content. Now, we call this our five-step atomic content method, which we're going to dive in here in just a few minutes. Now, here's the deal, though. It doesn't just save you time. It's a great way for you to continue this momentum that Kirk and I have been talking about with this journey from skeptics to fans. It's the way that you can consistently get your thought leadership out into the world and have people start really, truly like knowing and trusting you through this continuous content stream. So listen, we're going to go over some higher level stuff here, and then we're going to talk about what the five-step atomic content method is. We're not going to get too deep into it because here's the deal, everybody you need to see it. And we're going to talk about that in a few minutes on how you can see us do this in action. What we do for our clients literally multiple times every single solitary day, but we're going to get into some of the reasons why we built this five-step method. Kirk, welcome to the show. What's funny about you just saying that we're going to show you what our team does all day long. One of the most fun things to do as we've been growing is when you log into Canva. So our whole team uses Canva and all of our stuff is on the homepage. And if you go in there in any given hour, when you come back, <laughs> there's the content that was there is way down the page. It's just, it's crazy. It's really fun. It just gives you this idea of how much content we're producing and how wonderful it looks. I find it fun to watch. Just one of those weird things that kind of visually, it just helps you with like awareness of how much content we're producing. And it's fun. Anyhow, we got a great show today. To put that into context, yeah, is to put that into context, Kirk, we generate about over a thousand pieces of content every single solitary month, every month, right? And so if you break that down to what is produced during those five days in a week, right, we're really, and the cool thing about it is we are actually going to be showing our audience how to do that on a webinar coming up, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. But listen, we need to set the stage here, brother. And, you know, this was something that you and I, when we first decided to partner together, and we, we didn't even really have a viable product at that point. We, you, because you're the research guy here, which I'm so grateful for, <laughs> this idea had some foundation. So let's talk about that. Where did this idea come from? I actually, I know where the idea came from, but what I don't remember is when exactly it all came together. I know it came together pretty quick, but we were, I know that podcasting was where we started, but we felt, and we were really happy with that. And there were all kinds of wins, but we just, early, even early, but we realized that we wanted to accelerate our influence and we needed to be omnipresent. Start realizing, well, we can't do a podcast every day. I guess we could, but it doesn't really make sense because we got other things to do. So just like everybody. So there needed to be a 
content quantity and quality component to it. So we were nailing the quality, but we needed the most important part, which was the podcast. What we needed was to figure out the quantity part. And so what we did is we started figuring that out and stumbled across Jeff Walker, who I think introduced me to Shailene Johnson, who had this atomization approach that she shared. Now she's a fitness and health expert, but she also taught people how she built that business. And I happened across her stuff. I watched a webinar and sponged that thing up and boom, came back to you. And this is it. This is what we're going to do. We're going to take one piece of content and we're going to multiply it. That's what we're going to talk to you about today. Also, Gary Vaynerchuk was a huge inspiration because Gary was doing this for years and he was so good at it. I remember following him and thinking, this guy must never stop. How does he get anything done? All he does is produce content. What's really interesting about Gary, and I'm working on something I can't talk about now, but where Gary basically captured his thought leadership all day long. Anytime he was going to give some thought leadership, he said, bring Cameron, bring a mic in, let's go. He didn't even care about the quality. If you ever watched some of Gary Vaynerchuk stuff, it's horrible quality, but he just tries to capture it anytime or place he can. He talks to his staff, get the camera in here, right? I don't care if the audio is no good. Just get it in here. Let's get it done. I think there's something really, I think Gary Vaynerchuk does that. Everybody needs to relax and making everything perfect, right? And the other one was Seth Godin. Seth Godin has a famous line that we li- love, live by, use all the time, which is that content marketing is the only marketing left. So we tried it for ourselves first before we came to everybody. It was a big part of us growing this because we knew it was going to work. And that's how we got here. So the Gary Vanderchuk model and Shalene and Seth, right? So this, we laid this foundation and we beta tested it on ourselves first. And we noticed that it worked really well, but what does it mean to actually multiply the content? Aren't you just saying the same thing over and over again? So the act of turning a core piece of content, usually something long form, like a podcast, a blog, or a video or a speech or whatever into several pieces of smaller content. Sometimes it's called atomic content or a content itemization. We like to call it content multiplication. And that allows you to share your expertise repeatedly without creating new content every time. So it saves time and effort. We do spend a lot of time working with advisors. This is for professional experts and their marketing teams. It's not just for the advisor or the expert. It's for your whole team. Just imagine everybody being dialed in and aligned. That's what you want to do with your marketing strategy. An example of how we do this is that every episode of this podcast gets turned into a YouTube video, gets turned into an an email, obviously gets posted as a podcast with a summary, gets turned into social media, so audio clips, video clips, quotes. If we happen to say something smart, it gets in a quote meme. That was a joke, but nobody laughed. I liked it. I hope somebody else- You're my only audience, so if I say something funny, (laughs) come on, give me something. And I'm rarely funny. Enjoy those moments. The social and the neat thing is that, that all this stuff gets consumed. Hopefully you create enough of it to be omnipresent. So people consume the content or the way that they like. They can consume it in small uh, quantities or small commitment. And then they can ramp up to a larger commitment. That's a huge part of what atomization actually how it works is people see something short and sweet, punchy, relevant, powerful, makes sense. 
And obviously you want to escalate them to, okay, maybe I'll listen to this entire clip, or maybe I'll actually go listen to the podcast or watch the video, or now I'm into your YouTube shorts, all those kinds of things. So that's how, that's what it means to multiply your content. It's powerful. It's what we do. And it's what advisors should be doing because content is the only marketing content marketing is the only marketing left. You gave examples of videos, podcasts, blogs, speeches. We need to add webinars to that too, because I don't think people understand most of their webinars are recorded. There's clips upon clips in presentations that you're doing that can just be atomized and you can turn that into a atomic content. Okay. So what should advisors, what should our listeners, what should our professional services and the experts, people who listen to our show, what should they consider before they start multiplying the content? Yeah, this is a really important caveat to producing content to build your influence. And that is that the theory of atomic content is that you only get out of it what you put into it. Your content needs to be authentic, relevant, specific, and have personality. This way, it has brand relevance and acceptance. And every piece of content, every piece of content you create and deliver speaks to your brand. And your brand is everything. So the point here is that if you're producing quantity but not quality, you're not going to get to where you want to go. It's just the way it is. Matt, you just shared a really cool stat with me before we get on here. What's the, what did you say, the number one word of 2023? Yeah. So the number one used and searched for word in 2023 is authentic. So if you don't have authentic content, it's going to be a struggle for you to develop a brand to engage, to really be appreciated by your niche audience and your niche area of specialization. And so you need to think about that. That is a caveat, caveat, whatever you want to, however you want to pronounce it to having, to being a content marketer and trying to accelerate your influences. It has to be quality, not just quantity. I know Matt, that you spend, we both spend a lot of time living this. You talk to a lot of people, you experience a lot of content because you create a ton of it for us. What are the types of atomic content that you think work well in the professional service industry? I guess specifically, I guess it doesn't really matter, but our audience is mostly financial advisors at this point. So what are the, again, what are the types of atomic content that work well in this industry or in professional services? So the first thing that we all have to really pay attention to is you have to know what your clients want. So we've been quoted in saying this all over again, marketing is fundamentally changed. You have to create content to your ideal clients and prospects and centers of influence in the media they prefer while they're there with custom content. So here's the deal. You got to know what your people want to consume, but statistically, and I'm not going to go through the statistics because you can look this crap up online, but there are just a couple of things. So the first consideration that you need to have is it needs to be something that you enjoy doing because that authentic self will then generally come out much easier. Number two, it has to be the stuff that your audience wants. You could absolutely love creating TikTok videos, but if your ideal client isn't there, you need to stop creating TikTok videos or you need to start a different business, right? But let's start with video. Video is king, everybody. I'm sorry. That's just the reality. It just works. People like consuming video. There are some groups of people who like consuming longer videos. There are some, what we're finding though is more and more people like sub five minute videos. Our friends at Idea Decanter and Katie Braden, who are our video friends here, 
they have been talking about that a lot, that it needs to be short, sweet, and very succinct, and it needs to drive them to something else, which we call the perfect podcasting or the perfect presentation, perfect content formula, which is storytelling, education, entertainment, call to action. Podcasts are close number two, though, and the reason why podcasts aren't like the way down the list is because of how intimate it is. Podcasting, people absolutely love feeling like they are that fly on the wall, eavesdropping in on a powerful and emotionally charged, engaging piece of content, right? It's also easier to atomize podcasts than it is videos, because if you heard what I just said, videos are sub five minutes. It isn't actually long form content, so it's harder to atomize short form content. I'm going to use an industry person here who everybody knows. If you don't, I don't know where you've been. But his name is Carl Richards, right? So many of you say, I'm really good at taking complex things and turning it into easily digestible things for clients. Carl Richards is gifted with that, right? So Kirk and I were talking before we were recording and Kirk, I'm going to quote you here. You said, Carl takes all of this information and is able to clearly and succinctly turn it into one image that conveys a huge philosophical or investment financial planning idea. So images are still huge. Kirk, your number one post on LinkedIn, we talk about this all the time, is your family down by some freaking water had nothing to do with influence or with proud mouth. It had to do with you and your family. So images are absolutely humongous. And then the other thing that I just want to say very quickly is short and sweet, right? So you do need to have the long form content for people to opt in. You want to create the long form content for atomization, but short and sweet works really well. Now, earlier you were talking about teams, right? And so this is a big shift for us here at Proudmouth because we've realized that so many people are trying to get the advisor's time. And we realize that advisors have less and less time in their day, but they need more and more support. So let's dive in deeper to how content atomization and multiplication can actually save the advisor and more importantly, their team's time. Yes. The benefits of content atomization are it gets your expertise in front of more people without you having to create new content every time. And the biggest benefit, if we sum this all up, this is what scaled credibility is. Just think about that. We, I did a post not too long ago where we talked about if you have a hundred listeners of your podcast episode and you're freaking out that you wanted to have thousands or hundreds of thousands or whatever, just get over yourself. A hundred, just think about a hundred people spent time listening to you while they're walking, cooking, driving, think whatever. And imagine how much effort it would be to get a hundred people into a room. And that is going to eventually grow to 200. It's eventually going to grow to 500 because they're going to keep new people are going to keep listening to it. It's always there. That's a powerful thing to have that many people. And how many phone calls would that have been to, to share that same information? So whether you're doing a client communication strategy, prospecting or whatever, scaled credibility is a very powerful concept and more advisors need to be doing it because we have less and less time. This is the answer. This is the answer to solving all kinds of problems in your business. We talk about that all the time. If you think about solving problems in your business with marketing, it can have powerful outcomes. And this is one of them. The next one is it allows your audience to consume your content on their terms and repeatedly, which I just alluded to ahead of time. <laughs> the mere exposure effect 
creates a psychological phenomenon by which humans tend to develop a preference for things and the people you're, they're familiar with. So if you keep answering their questions, they'll keep coming back to you. And that is a great thing. Guess what? You'll be top of mind. They'll talk about you. That's how advocacy starts. This is how fandom starts. And this is why we talk all the time about moving your audience from skeptics to fans by creating content and sharing that, scaling it. Another point is that it allows you to get the most out of new and existing content. Consider high quality and strategic content that's being underutilized. So take white papers, podcasts, webinars, and break these into content and keep using that content, keep pushing it out. We have this weird idea that I don't want to inundate my audience with this one thing that I said last week. Was it a really good thing? Yeah, it was really good. I really, I think it's an important thing. Then share it every week, share it every couple of weeks. And in two years, if it was really good, keep sharing it. Like, you know how few people actually see your feed and they're scrolling by. If they see it 10 times in the next six months, perfect. We know that marketing is about and advertising engagement are all about repetition. Do not be scared of that. Now, if you post every five minutes, the same thing, because you get, you don't have much content, forget about it, but you mix it up and repeat. It's a huge opportunity to drive home what you want to do. So it's big. And if you're doing new stuff, think about what would you enjoy creating? So reshare the most powerful stuff, especially keep resharing it. But when you do new stuff, keep getting better at it. Find ways to enjoy it. Consider your passion, your time and the resources you have. And just really, that's a huge benefit of it is dig into your passion, dig into your expertise, dig into your audience and just keep vesting more and more of your time and your heart and your soul into providing great content and being present when you're doing this. Those are huge benefits that can come out of it as you just really loving and learning a lot about yourself and your audience and how you share your thought leadership and how you evolve your thought leadership. Those are huge benefits of creating new content using existing content in this atomic content strategy or approach. So I'm doing a lot of talking here. Got to swing it back to you. We taught at the start, you talked about this five-step atomic content method. And you mentioned that it's one of those things that you want to visually experience, but Matt, can you share the formula and give everybody an understanding of why, what this is and what, and why it's important? So it all, yes. So it all begins with what we call, what we have called the perfect podcast formula, which is really the perfect content formula. Again, storytelling, education, entertainment, call to action. And when you have that complete set of those four things, the five step method works really well. So the step number one, is find the gold. And what we mean by this, this is all about gold. So it's find the gold, create more gold, share the gold, interact with the gold, rinse, lather, and repeat is the fifth one, right? So here's the deal. Find the gold. When you're in a podcast, and this happens with Kirk and I all the time. So again, I want everybody to understand this atomic content method is actually what we have done for the last seven years. So Kirk and I will get off a podcast and he will say, oh my God, I said something <laughs> that I haven't said it like that before. And it felt really good. That's the gold. That's what we're looking for. Now, the fun part about it is, and Kirk, by the way, there's like four or five things that you've said already in this podcast that I know our team is going to pull out. That's the gold, right? And so you have to find the gold. Then what you do is you take that gold and you turn it into more gold. 
Now, I'm not saying being an alchemist here, which, by the way, would be really cool. But let's say Kirk goes ahead and says something really smart that's a 30-second clip of a quote that he says, right? So, bam, there's your audio burst. Bam, there's your video burst, right? And then you can go ahead and take that, and then you can turn that into a quote meme. You can turn that into an image-based thing. You can turn that into a text-based post. You can break that down into multiple text-based posts. So this is one of those things, and, and I always hearken back to Nike because they've had the same tag line they've had the same message since 1988 dude which is just do it and everybody's so concerned that they're going to be repetitive listen being repetitive is how people remember your stuff you i love when you said if somebody sees your stuff 10 times over the next six months but you're posting every day that's still success right it's it really is about being repetition what are you saying every day all day long in your client meetings that's the stuff you need to. Now, the next thing is share the gold. So first off, find the gold. Second is create the gold or create more gold. And then the third one is share the gold. You have to have the platforms to share this. And we know that it isn't just social media. It's also when you're talking to a client face-to-face, -face, when you're at a networking meeting, in your email, and then of course, also on social media. And social media includes your podcast platform and also things like YouTube, Instagram Reels, Facebook Stories, and TikTok if you're able to use that. Now, the last two are ones that I don't think people really remember very much, but I've been harping on this now. This has actually been my platform for a little while. When I'm on other people's podcasts, I talk a lot about there's a social component of social media most advisors miss. Most advisors are talking at people on social media. Listen to me, but social media doesn't work that way. Social media is, here's an idea, I want to start a conversation, and then here is the interaction that happens. You have to bring the social in, which means that you have to allocate time to interact with your gold, right? I can't stress that enough. If you want to triple, quadruple, 10 times your impressions, you have to have likes, shares, and comments. And some of those have to be you or your team or your strategic partners or friends or family, whatever. The internet doesn't care who's interacting with it. The They don't care if it's your ideal client or not. They're just looking for more and more people to engage with your content. And then the last thing, Kirk would beat this into the ground with this one, which is rinse, lather, and repeat, right? So everything that you are doing when you're creating gold, you just need to do it over and over again. Stop trying to have to create brand new content all the time. If you said something smart six months ago, share it three months from now. Share it in another three months from now. Maybe you give a new take on it. But this pressure that I think a lot of advisors are feeling that they have to constantly be creating more and more content is actually it's giving them analysis paralysis. And my last thing before I ask you this question, wrap this stuff up today, is this. Stoy Hall was on our podcast a little while ago, and he said something that we're using I'm using all over the place, which is you can say a lot without saying much. And I just I love the idea of so much stuff as a professional services provider, as an expert in your field. It doesn't mean you have to share it all the time, all in one sitting. You just don't. Right. All right, Kirk, we talked. So I'm sure there's a lot of advisors saying, oh, my God, this is freaking amazing. A lot of professional people are saying, oh, my God, I really need this, but I don't have the time. So let's, you businessize this, right? So I know everybody knows this. Kirk is the CEO of Proudmouth. He is the visionary for the company. He's the one who helps with all of this. How do you implement this stuff and actually turn it into the business of Proudmouth? Where does an advisor find the time to do this? 
Yeah, it's a struggle. But as we all know, when you run a business or you think of it like a business for starters, instead of a practice, but you look at it like a business, you need to figure out who's, how you're going to get stuff done. And marketing is one of the most important things. As we know that content marketing or pursuing influence is marketing now. So there's no escaping that you need to create your own content. And the way there are ways to do that, that don't consume you. The first one is to train your team. If you have, and you should have a team that handles marketing, preferably it's a sole focus, but we know in lots of cases that there's people of, it's a part-time focus of theirs, but they need to be educated on an influence mindset. They have to understand what marketing is these days, and they have to know how to help you get to where you want to go. If they're part-time, there's no way they're going to be able to do it on their own, but have an alignment to help you create, understand what marketing is to fulfill and move towards influence is really important because, and then to know what they're doing, have some guided direction so that you're not constantly trying to manage what they're doing. So you don't want to have to manage them day to day as far as what they're doing from a marketing perspective, come up with a plan, set the KPIs strategy, tactics, and let them deploy it, but they need to know what good marketing is. And it shouldn't be for you to solely figure out for them. So the next thing would be to find a team member. If you don't have one, you can choose a virtual assistant is one idea or a social media assistant, but really they have to be, either you're going to have to hire them and get them aligned with what you want to do or what needs to get done, or you're going to have to find somebody who has got expertise or experience doing that. Next one is that proud mouth. This is what we do. If you've been paying attention, I know you have been, thank you, is that we do this. We do content amortization, long for help you create valuable long form content and make it as easy as possible. And by the way, we're making it easier and more authentic than we ever have. So pay attention, please, to what we're doing and help you out. The last thing here, Matt, I want to ask you is we have to be aware of who we choose to help us. And I know you've got some strong feelings on that. So can you give a little bit of clarity to our listeners about how to choose who helps us? Yeah. And I don't usually take the gloves off, Kirk, but I'm going to do that. I'm known as the happy Muppety guy, but this is something that really, I've actually seen this and it's scary. But listen, here's the deal. If you're not using somebody who specifically works within your area of expertise, ours is financial services professionals. It's where we've started. We are going to be branching out. We're going to start working a little bit on that. But listen, here's the deal. It, you are in a highly regulated industry. People have to know the regulations. There was a podcasting company a little while ago that was a competition, I'm air quoting there, of Proudmouth specifically. They had massively undercut our prices. I, we don't even know how they were executing what they were doing, but they published multiple episodes, like five episodes for this advisor specifically with no disclosures and disclaimers. That content was out there and that advisor actually got compliance violations, luckily did not lead to a fine or a complaint. So here's the deal. If you don't know the game, if you don't know the landscape, don't try to cheap out. You need to hire experts. You as an advisor want people to hire you because you're the expert. And then you try to cheap out on your marketing by not hiring marketing experts. That is a stupid idea and it could cost you 
disclosures and disclaimers that you're going to have to talk about forever. Posture your credibility, and your credibility, which is what you're trying to avoid. You're going to go. You're trying to build all of that momentum, right? Is going to go away. Now, there's there was another thing that happened. I mean, this was actually very recent that somebody had hired a content producing company. Again, it was a massive outsource. They promised them the world with massive amounts of impressions. But here's the deal. They were violating like 20 different compliance. They were making promises. They had inflated statistics. They were asking for testimonials, which this client couldn't get testimonials because of how they're regulated, all of these sorts of things. And after compliance review, all of it had to be taken down. So again, any momentum that they thought that they were creating didn't happen. So yeah, I'm, I'm, guys, this is the thing. We exist in this space because we are experts. Listen, we've done over 7,000 podcasts for financial services professionals and over 75,000 social media posts with zero compliance issues. This is who we are. This is what we do. When you're trying to save a little bit of money by going to somebody who's outside of that area of expertise, it's going to cost you in momentum, in fines, in compliance violations, or just overall, you're not going to look like the expert that you are. I think the other thing, Matt, there is if you're going to, it's just the amount of time that wastes trying to get somewhere that you need to go. There are no shortcuts to influence, to, to have an authority with your, over your audience or with your audience. Don't look for shortcuts. Let it build momentum the right way. And so you don't have to lose credibility or start over again. Do it the right way. There's whether it's finding an expert who knows this and hiring them in your staff or outsourcing, find somebody who you're going to be able to stick with for years and know that the stuff's going to get done. Stop worrying about saving a thousand dollars because it it's not going to end up benefiting you. Hire a company can actually get it done and stick around. Who's going to be around and build something really special together that you know you can trust to build it right. So here's the deal. If you want to learn more about atomic content, we're doing a live webinar, a presentation that is actually going to walk you through every single piece of that five-step thing that we talked about. We're going to give you real life examples of how to take your long form content and turn it into other apps aspects of micro content or atomic content. So if you're listening to this within, I don't know, a week or so of the podcast being dropped, you can go to proudmouth.com forward slash atomic content. That is actually where you can register for that webinar. So for Kirk and all of us here at Proudmouth, this is Matt Haller, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to know more about how you can be your own loud, visit us at proudmouth.com and sign up for the Podrocket Academy. Through courses and office hours led by professional podcast producers and digital marketers, you will learn everything you need to know to become the trusted subject matter expert you were meant to be.